Look in the mirror. Well, not if you're driving, but look in the mirror and ask yourself, who am I? Today is all about identity. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKellop. I still have a headache from that birthday party. Do you? Too much cake. Hangover. Too much cake. I'm, we're getting too old to have those birthday parties like that. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody doing? Welcome back to Kino Speak. And yeah, today it's all about identity. So uh, we should talk about people who are having identity crises. But let's 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 read a review verse because we can get we can yeah. hijack the entire episode. All right. So Hashtag this, weeds already. This <laughs> yes. Thirty seconds in, and the guys in the weeds. This is titled "Premium," and it has a bomb emoji in the title, which is a well, first for a review. So I like it. I like it. Whether discussing time management frogs or finding the will of God in your life, no matter the topic, these podcasts are always so timely. Y'all are the best. And then there's a couple, I don't know, there's like an and and a GT and then a semicolon. So I think that's, I I don't get the jargon, but I think it's a typo. So we're going to go with that. Tell the producer, here we go, back oh back to the good goodness. stuff. Tell the producer, yeah. he's doing a great job Thank on the you. merch. <laughs> on the merch. <laughs> on the merch. <laughs> I said, he I went said, in too quick, I didn't he? Too quick. much. Yeah. I will <laughs> definitely say amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> so who's that from? I love it. The one and only Tandis Townley. Come on. I love it. I love it. She I, got him. I appreciate you doing that. She drew him in close. She got him. And then did the Muhammad Ali, like, get him in close and then punch him on the ropes, you know? Yeah. 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 You were all ready for a compliment Oof. there. Thank you. Oof, for that. Tell the producer. She Thank was, you. He says she was supposed <laughs> to request her two backpacks. Uh, um, yeah. So there's a great opportunity. So. Would anybody else buy? No. A backpack. No. We have two people that want backpacks. <sighs> two people. Two. You never know. Chime in if you want a backpack. Yeah. All right, Tandis. That is hilarious. That was great, wasn't she it? She smoked you. That's good. So yeah, I've been in a few airports myself in the last. How'd that feel? Great. Awesome. And the people are still there. The airport people and those identity crisis people are still out there. Yeah. Man, you can just tell, can't you? That's kind of like the um, people from Walmart. Yes, the people of Walmart. Yes. Is that what you're referring to? <laughs> oh, man. And you know what? They probably sit around in their circles and say that about us. So, hey. Yeah. The universe. There we are. So, where are we, get, where are we going today? I, identity is quite a big topic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I was just going to say, this is a very large topic that we could, you know, we could go anywhere with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think part of it, um, although that's not the objective of today, Mm-hmm. Could be really rooted in in our holiness. All right, mm-hmm. belief. Yeah. Uh, so our identity. Our identity. Mm-hmm. And knowing who we are. Mm-hmm. 
We are a called out people, a separated people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really think, and maybe we could do an episode on this, but by definition, I think holiness is the embracing of that God-given divine, mm-hmm. divinely inspired identity and then refusing to camouflage it. Yeah, yeah. We've kind of brushed on this a bit right. before. Yeah. And we, we will probably dedicate um, an episode to that in the future. Mm-hmm. But the identity of who we are, I think, has to come out from that on a very basic level that I know that God created me. I know that God has a purpose for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I embrace that. That's why I dress the way that I dress. That's why I look the way that I look. Um, because I have embraced who God created me to be. And that is such a diametric opposition to the messaging mm-hmm. of society, mm-hmm. which is you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, can we go controversial just for a second? And this probably is not the controversial <clears throat> where you think is controversial, but let's Let's uh, let's take a shot at our American friends for a second. Ouch. Right? They always Ouch. say, and you guys are, we love you, okay? Ouch. We love you, the tremendous people. They're the best They're listeners. They're the most amazing listeners. I have a lot of friends in the United States. <laughs> um, by the way, okay, now this is a political episode. <laughs> oh, Lord, here we go. I Help sent us. a headline to one of my friends today. Apparently, the President of the United States has confirmed to his predecessor Democratic president, that would be President Obama, mm-hmm. that he's running again. Are you? And s- I just sent the article and I said, is this real? Does he know that? Anyways, back. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, sorry. Just, he is running again? Yeah. You thought Canadian politics was messed up. You just look south for a minute. All right. Cup of Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a cup of Joe. <clears throat> All right. Wow, did we get bogged down so, there. In identity, how many times have you heard the American philosophy of you just dream it and you can become it? Right. Right? Right. Which sounds great in, in some concepts of you know sure, starting a, a business or yep. but pulling yourself up from the dregs yes. of That's right. homelessness. That's right. So before you spam us with a bunch of hate mail and constitutions and all bald eagles and you know <laughs> all that stuff, bald eagles. <laughs> uh, like I said, I've been traveling, so I'm bad steeped in the culture again. But um, that is not always a good thing when we're talking about Christian mindsets. Right. It's right? it's a great identity. thing. Okay, let's 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 throw the net around North America right now. Mm-hmm. It's a great thing for a capitalist nation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's a great uh, democracy. That's fine. Mm. Just doesn't make it doesn't bode well in the theocratic yeah. realm. That's for right. sure. And we have to be careful that we do not allow the pursuits, the personal pursuits mm-hmm. that may be at our disposal That's in right. society to bleed over into the into the faith community. You got to keep all that balanced out. You do. You got to keep all that balanced out. You do. You you do you do not join the church. Get involved in the kingdom of God and mm. become whatever you want to be. <laughs> oh boy, right? Yeah, raise your hand if you know one of those uh, 
stories, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is why I, I carefully worded that. Yeah. It is the embracing yep. of a divine identity. That's right. That's right. It's not one that's rooted in your own ambition, but it is a divine identity. Mm-hmm. This is what God has created me to be. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing worse than talking. And we, I mean, we're we're already getting into this without putting a lot of book on it. But just trust us, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than talking to someone, even on a level of ministry, all right, that really doesn't know who they are. Hmm. They're anointed. God has used them. I've had conversations mm-hmm. where where I, I, I leave the table going, I just wish they would embrace who they are. Hmm. Because as long as they are trying to be someone else, yeah, the kingdom is robbed mm. of who God created them to be. Mm-hmm. We need you. Mm-hmm. We don't need who you're pretending to be. Yeah. Right? We need you to embrace your identity. Well, and it's feeling that perceived pressure, I suppose, of you have to be someone else, maybe, if you're not careful. You push yourself to be someone else to think mm-hmm. or to attain, to reach your purpose. When that's could, could, not- it, could it be this? Could it be that in your pursuit to be the better you, yeah. you can almost be, cross the lane into sure. trying to be something that's not you? I believe that, for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the that's the game between your ears, man. Oh, that's the game between oh. your ears, is it not? Right. Let, let me ask you this: Have you have, have you guys noticed this and and thought much about it? But I've I've been inspired by the fact that the Israelite nation, mm-hmm. present tense, mm-hmm. the Jewish nation, has not lost its identity over the years. Mm-hmm. That's a phenomenon to me. When you see them, oh, there they are. Yep. Okay. So not not all Jew not not all Jews are Orthodox, and I, I get that. That's right. But we've already mentioned about airports. Yeah. I'm, absolutely. I'm traveling through Newark Airport. Yep. Anytime I'm in and out, and there's a strong Orthodox Jewish mm-hmm. um, influence there, it's virtually impossible to go through that airport without seeing some Orthodox Jew somewhere mm-hmm. that either by dress is identifiable mm-hmm. um, or by lifestyle in the sense of if it's their prayer time, you can see them with their prayer shawl. Yep. And, they, and, and I admire that, that regardless of where they are, mm-hmm. their identity, it's stable. Yeah. They, they they don't try to camouflage it just because okay let me let me put it this way they never allow an attack on their identity mm-hmm. to cause them to camouflage their identity right and the anti-semitism nowadays seems to it's be real it seems to be high as as high as high as we've ever seen it's it, real right for sure so yeah yeah you're exactly right so i've always been you know it, it doesn't matter what history threw at them mm-hmm. the holocaust the six day war um, mm-hmm. even even to what is what is going on in Ukraine right now. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there is a, a a degree of what is transpiring there, mm-hmm. being led by a Jewish leader. What is he? The grandson of 
of a Holocaust survivor or maybe not a survivor, but mm. I've, I've heard him referred to as mm. the grandson of the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Um, and they take that identity and, 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 and... Right, they're proud of that. Yes, they use it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very inspiring. And when you take that and you lay that over the, mm. the church, you have to ask yourself, how can we... What can we learn from this? Yeah, good discussion. Yeah. That, that could help us preserve who we are. Yeah. Does the church, you know, because there, there's these discussions from generation to generation, and you, you see guys leave the rails, so to speak, mm-hmm. on this because they're trying to make the identity of the church more um, appealable mm-hmm. to mainstream society. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, you can see it. Yeah. It's like, man, quit trying to do that. Yeah, this is not what we are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you, you, don't, you don't make the church, how is, how is that saying? Uh, if, if, if the world is, is coming to the church looking for something different, we don't want them to find what they're leaving. Right? Yeah, yeah right? exactly. It, we, need to, we need to embrace our identity mm-hmm. of what God's called us to be. So I think we need to go back. If Israel... If Israel has an identity and preserved it, mm. where did that start? Jacob and Esau. Let's go. It's like I knew you were going to go there. Weird, eh? You feel that? Yeah, I just felt something. Where, it, where, it may be the Do you have any scriptural reference for this? Um, off the top of my head, let's go to Genesis 27-11. All right, let's <laughs> go. top of my head. <laughs> KJV. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. My I father... Like he's not didn't say he's bald. How <laughs> <laughs> smooth. 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 My father, peradventure, will feel me, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver. Now, check it out. <laughs> I got a question to ask you. Is he a deceiver? <laughs> he's thinking like one. <laughs> my father, I will seem to him... Yeah. To be what I really am. <laughs> yeah. In other words, he will detect that so, I authentically am trying to deceive him. <laughs> yeah. How about that? That's a twist. That's a twist. That's a it? twist. Yeah, he's like getting inside his own head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I shall bring a curse upon me and not a blessing. And his mother said unto him, Upon me be that curse, my son. Only obey my voice and go fetch me them. So the, the, the context of this, if there's anybody listening to this that doesn't know the context is... You have Jacob who, who overhears, or his mother, mm-hmm. overhears the admonition of Isaac, right? Mm-hmm. To Esau, Jacob's older brother, saying, go, I'm nearing the end of my life. I want to I bless the next generation. Yep. And because Esau is the eldest son, he is the one that right. is rightfully mm-hmm. to inherit the blessing from his father and the inheritance. Yep. Okay. And so, as we've read, Esau's a hairy man. He's easily detectable. That's right. There's a strong difference between Esau and Jacob. Jacob and his mother are plotting how they can steal a blessing. Okay? Verse 18. And he came to his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I. Who art thou, my son? This is a key question. And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, (laughs) thy firstborn. I have done according. That sounds hairy. As thou badest me. 
It's a hair-raising admission. Sit and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. How'd I do? Yeah. Right. <laughs> that sounds didn't, so natural. That didn't feel right. <laughs> that was a bit smooth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do it you is. get do you get it? Yeah. Who the story, man. are yeah. you, my son? And Jacob said, get this. Jacob said, I am what I have to be to get what I want. <laughs> Get a Bible pop on that. Oof. Sila. If I have to, if you won't bless who I am, then I will morph into what I need to be to get a blessing out of you. Whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it worked. Mm-hmm. It worked. The old man was duped. Okay, so the Bible goes on to say that, uh, uh, can I I pause that and go here? Mm -hmm. There is really no greater blessing than that which comes with being authentic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. When you get a blessing like Jacob got, it's the classic case of once you got it, the curse associated with it is this. You have to continually look over your shoulder oh, man. and wonder where is Esau because right. you have infuriated him. Yeah. So now you have a blessing, but there's a curse with the blessing yeah. because you don't deserve the blessing. It wasn't for you, man. He wasn't going to give it to you. No. Now listen, I, I understand for all the theologians out there, you can you can you can put this in the file with all the bald-headed eagles, but the this. And I, w- I would love to see how the story re- would read if Jacob would have just let God work it out. Okay? So I understand that God said that the younger is to serve the elder, and, 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 and none of that happened without this little plot twist that we have here. So I, I understand that. But by tradition, it was Esau's blessing. Right. Yep. right. Esau was not being unreasonable to be infuriated by the fact that Jacob had deceived him. Mm-hmm. And Jacob knew that he was deceiving him. Yeah. That was the primal concern, is that when I get there, he shall know that I am deceiving him. Mm-hmm. Okay? Or it shall seem to him that yeah. I am deceiving him. Yep. And he was. Man. He was. This is one of those scenes you would like to see. On a replay, <laughs> absolutely. So a lot of a lot of um, a lot of stuff happens in a hurry at that moment because the, Jacob Jacob's got to start making some moves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now he is a man carrying another man's blessing, trying to enjoy another man's blessing, and with that is the curse of I have to outrun the man that really this blessing belongs to. So he begins making his way. We know we 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 know or we should know the story. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says he 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 gets to he gets to another family member by the name of Laban. And brother, does he meet his match? Mm-hmm. Laban is waiting on him. And Laban one ups Jacob. Mm-hmm. Right? 
I'm going to give you my daughter. Serve me seven years. Someone explain this to me, would you? I'm just going to back out right now. Think about that. How did that happen? How did Jacob? This is not a discussion we're going to have today. Really? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Are we going here? <laughs> hey, you haven't read ahead enough. <laughs> I know it's not in the notes, but come on. I know. I know. The next morning he wakes up and goes, I know, what? I know, I know. How did this happen? I know. How did this happen? But Jacob had met his match in Laban. Exactly, yeah. He'd met yeah. really himself. That's right. You've been played. Right. right. Is that not what happens when you start tweaking identities? You really exactly. start meeting the real you in other people. Yeah. You can face in yourself. You see it. Yeah. You see it. And so he works through that 14 years. He he has the... Takes some time to get over that, doesn't it? Brother. Uh. Okay. Then there's a the whole deal with the spotted and striped that's a livestock. Long time to work. Just forget about everything else. Just the work. For sure. That's a long time. For sure. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. Okay. He sits down, has a discussion with Laban, and says, "We're out. I'm taking my wives, and I'm going back." And and his and his headspace is kind of in that spot where I'm I'm ready to meet my past. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's right. They pack up, they begin moving, um, and in chapter 32, yep. we have the encounter of Jacob. You know, he separates himself from his wives. He had sent gifts on ahead to try to appease the man he stole the birthright from. And he's going to know that Esau is not happy. He's tired of playing Esau. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. Right? Yeah. He's tired, so he's ready to go back and meet the real Esau. Some, for some reason, he feels that divine urge to separate himself. He crosses the brook. And go ahead and pick it up, chapter 32 and verse 24. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the yeah. breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. As he wrestled with him. That's something that I want mm. to um, highlight here is this was a strategic touch, if you will. All right. It was a structural altering touch. Hmm. He was getting to the joint of, of, of the matter. The, 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 the thigh, which when you look at that, is really the source of all life. That, that region of the body where life emanates from mm -hmm. okay and that's where he, he was trying to change him now again i'm asking you to track with me because we're trying to figure out where israel got their their stalwart unchanging uncompromising identity mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. we're finding that israel's forefathers didn't really know who they were they wrestled with so this 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 deceiving, deceptive Jacob, who is the foe Esau, because that's what it took to be blessed. Yep, is wrestling, and he's touched in the hollow of his thigh, mm -hmm. and he said in verse twenty six, "Let me go." Right, the day breaketh. Right, and he said, "I will not mm -hmm. let thee go, except thou bless me." 
except thou bless me. Yeah. Me. Okay? Notice the authenticity to the tone. So that you bless me. Verse 27. And he said unto him, what is thy name? Okay. There has to be a little deja vu moment here right now. Where Jacob goes back to standing in front of his father when he's asked the same question. Yeah, who, who art thou? Who art thou? Mm-hmm. What is thy name? And man, the the whole of the celestial beings are listening for the response at this moment. Yep. Because it all hinges on this. Yep. If he doesn't get this identity right, he's in for another cycle mm-hmm. that he might not emerge from. Who are you? And he said, Jacob. <laughs> One word. One word. Yep. All right. For the first time, for the first time, he admits, I am that deceiver that I did not want to be perceived to be. I am not Esau. I am Jacob. Do you, this is random, but do you subscribe to the thought of Jacob thought he was wrestling with Esau? Or do you think Jacob knew? This is random. You don't have to answer, but I've I've just I've heard people yeah. surmise about that. Yeah, um, I wouldn't necessarily ascribe to it. I I think if if there's anything, I think Jacob was wrestling. And and again, we get into the weeds yeah, on this, but I, I think there's a part of him that was really wrestling with himself. Yes, yes, I do agree with sure. that. Yeah, he, he was he was being brought. Face to face with himself. Well, it's like you. Who you art are, thou, Jacob? You've already failed that test once, and now here's another rewrite on it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because here is a big deal, and and this is kind of the crux of everything that we've set up until now. I can't bless you until you get to this point, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your dad may be able to bless you, and you may be able to sneak a blessing yeah. out of men, but if you want the divine favor and blessing of God. You have got to embrace who you are before you will get blessed. Because here is a key principle. Mm -hmm. God will not bless who you pretend to be. God will only bless who you really are. And if you refuse to embrace who you really are, you can only be blessed by those you dupe on on Mm. on the horizontal level. But if you really want the favor and blessing of God, you would embrace who you are with all of your warts and blemishes and shortcomings mm-hmm. and go, mm-hmm. this is really who I am. Now, notice how quick the theophany that he's wrestling with responds to him. To the, the authenticity. Yeah. that he says often, with, with that authenticity, yeah. I am Jacob. Yeah. Notice the response. It's immediate. Yeah. It's immediate. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob. But Israel. But Israel. For as a prince thou hast. Yeah. Right. For as a prince thou hast power with God. So here's the thing. Mm -hmm. The moment that you stop pretending to be someone else, then I'm going to tell you what you have the potential to become. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Exactly. But it's never been part of the economy or the equation 
for your life, Jacob. It's never been that Israel, that, excuse me, Esau would become Israel. Esau will never become Israel. Jacob is to become Israel. So as long as Jacob is playing Esau, Jacob never becomes Israel. Because in my plan, it is not Esau to Israel, it's Jacob to Israel. So I have got to bring you to the point where, where you are altered in that, in that area of your life. Mm-hmm. I can't bless the structure of an Esau. I need you to be Jacob. And at that moment, God said, and now you're Israel. Mm-hmm. I do not believe it's coincidence as we come full circle to this, that Israel does not struggle with their identity. Mm-hmm. The reason that they don't struggle with their identity is because their forefather you know. conquered his identity yeah. and has been successful yeah. in passing it down from generation to generation. Yeah. So it's time for the apostolics in each generation yeah. to conquer who we are yeah. Yeah. and not waffle in that nor be intimidated by that. But to raise our children proud of the fact I'm a one God apostolic. Right. A holy living apostolic. And I'm not intimidated to be such. Mm-hmm. I worship God. I glorify God. I magnify God. Mm-hmm. I'm faithful to the house of God. This is a part of my identity. Yep. That's right. Yep. And it doesn't matter if it's COVID. It doesn't matter if it's not COVID. It doesn't matter what, what, what the climate that the church may find themselves in. It doesn't matter. This is who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. And there is a blessing associated with that. Is that not what happened with Peter? Yes, that's totally what happened with Peter. <laughs> yeah. Even Jesus said, okay, so who do men say that I am? Not because he was wondering himself in his identity. No. He had gotten his identity it was echoed. Mm-hmm. He was okay with being being who he was, but he wanted to know, do you guys know who I am? And Peter, all of them around him, tried the whole classic, mm-hmm. some, some say, some say, some say, some say, some say. And finally he looks at Peter and said, no, but what do you say? Right. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Notice again, when you get the identities right, when you get a revelation of who he is, he will give you a revelation of who he of who you are. Every time, yep. And thou art Peter. Yep. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. It's hey, time. What's that? I was just going to say. That Go ahead. It's so hard. It's so hard to embrace yourself at times. But it's the one thing. It's it's the one thing that you have to do if you're going. Right. If you're going to, right. to be a success. Right. Right. Absolutely. It's. Yeah. And when you when when we're saying embrace yourself, this is not the uh, side of you that gives you the pass. No, 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 no. Right? Jacob still had lots of work to do from that moment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. His job was just beginning mm-hmm. at that moment. Mm-hmm. So here's where you you've got to be content. I think it was uh Pastor. Townley, Pastor James Townley, on that whole uh, virtue, vice. Yeah, yeah. I'm content with who I am, but I'm not content at at who I am. Right, yeah. That balance. Exactly. So this is where ambition comes into it of uh, I am content to be a pastor of the church that I'm pastoring Mm -hmm. 
when it's the size that it is, when it is in the season that it's in, but yet I'm not content with the church that I'm pastoring. So that discontent doesn't have me looking for other churches. That discontent has me trying to cultivate the church that I'm pastoring to reflect the identity that God has for it Mm -hmm. on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. Okay? So ambition is not a bad thing as long as it's not rooted in self-centered, carnal ambition. You need to be ambitious. Mm -hmm. Okay? You're a child of God, but you need to be the best child of God that you can be. You may be involved in a seemingly, on the grand scale of things, what you may deem an insignificant part of the ministry. Mm-hmm. But says who? Says who? Mm-hmm. So we see an example of this in the story of Esther and Mordecai and Haman. Okay? You've got a man by the name of Haman who the majority of the kingdom would salivate yeah. to have his position. Right. Oh, man, he was in a sweet spot. You're right. Who had access to the king? Like Haman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Haman had more access to the king than the queen yep. did. Yep. Right? He had all the buttons to push. He did. Yeah. But he was in an identity crisis. Yeah. Can you believe that someone, and yeah. really, does this not even go back to Lucifer? Yes. You can't yes. get anybody that was closer to God. Than that. Anybody is going to, or supposed to be content in the story is supposed to be Haman. Right. Right. (laughs) He's the guy that's. He should be the guy. Yeah. Okay. But in his own mind, in his own devious, ambitious mind, there was things he wanted that he didn't have. Mm -hmm. And so here's the problem. You can be so driven by what you don't have that you stop appreciating what you do have. Man, that happens more than I care to admit. Oh, that hits every single one of us. Yep. Aren't you grateful that when you walk through the gate, you don't have to stop at the gate. You just pass right on through. Yeah. You go right into the into the inner court. You go right into the holiest of holies of the kingdom, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You have access to the king. There's people outside that gate. That will give their right arm for the access that you have access to. But you're so driven by that one little portion that you don't have that you've lost the appreciation for the identity that you do have. Because you really do think you're better than this, aren't you? You you deserve more than this. Yes, sir. Okay? Mm -hmm. Here is Mordecai, on the other hand, sitting at the gate. Mordecai did not care that Haman had more access to the king than he did. Mm-hmm. Or at least if he did, it never surfaced. Okay? Yeah, he didn't vocalize it, that's for sure. He didn't vocalize it. That's right. Here is, here is Haman who is dreaming in his, when his mind kicks into neutral, he is dreaming about how the king could lavish <laughs> him with yeah. More than what he's got, right? Oh yeah. To the point that when the king goes, "Hey guys, uh, everybody, everybody, come in here, man. I, I got a man in the kingdom that I, I would love this part. I would like yeah. to honor." I'm just thinking and about dudes. I need special. some ideas. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. And what does Haman do? You gotta love it. At least he got an authentic answer. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> you gotta love it. 
Because in Haman's own yeah. mind, yep. this is my moment. Yep. He finally realized how valuable I am to the kingdom. Right? What a bonehead. So he's like, I'd like to wear the king's clothes. I'd like to ride the king's, the, the best horse he's got. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be led around the the country. He had thought about this before. Bro, Let's be you clear. don't come up with this stuff on the fly. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. no, no, this is my moment. He's even going to let me fill out the check. Yep. <laughs> right? I want someone going before me saying, this is the man <laughs> who the king delights to honor. Yeah. Yeah, you don't just and there could be no other man more qualified in the kingdom for this position mm-hmm. than I. Mm-hmm. Humble Haman. No. And the king says, these are great ideas, Haman. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you. Go you, get Mordecai. <laughs> you put some serious amount of thought into this. You have. Yeah. This is amazing. This is great. This is great. Wow. Like, <laughs> go get Mordecai. <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> Bro. Let me scrape this egg off my face. Hmm. Get the best horse. Get the crown. Get the garments. And you lead him around. Mordecai was confident in who he was. Mm-hmm. Mordecai knew that he was a child of God, mm-hmm. knew that he was, a, he was a Jew. Here we go again with that Jewish identity. Yep. I am a child of God. I know who I am. And because I know who I am, when, when Haman comes through and demands that I worship him, <laughs> no, I don't do that because that's not who I am. I only worship the one true living God. And that was what was infuriating Haman is he could not get Mordecai to lay down his identity and worship him. Mordecai never, for us to know, desired what Haman had. He didn't desire what Haman desired, but he ultimately got what Haman wanted. That's so good. Is that right? Oh, man. He got it. You can see these two players, we see them. I mean, you can see them in your life. You know, if you're in the corporate world listening to us, uh-huh. you see the guys who have the positions that you wish you had. And yet they're the most discontented folk <laughs> in, sure. the, in the entire chain. Sure. <laughs> so they sit there and they go, I, I want to be the host of yeah. Kingdom Speak. Yeah. Because they see... The 55, 60 minutes oh, yeah. of this, and they don't see the work. Yeah. yeah. That's often the problem. I, I have said this repeatedly. You better be careful how much you desire another man's anointing. That's right. Oh, boy. It comes at a cost. Yeah, he paid for that. Sure did. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that got yeah. where they got because that anointing is not something that they got. From a man. That is something they got from God. So that was gotten one-on-one wrestling with God, embracing who they were. Mm -hmm. That's not Esau's anointing. That's theirs. Yeah, That's theirs. So God will give you yours. Yeah, because if you ask Mordecai, well, how did you get there? And he's like, I don't know. I I, I just stuck to my guns, right? Here I am. Yeah. It had to be a shocker to him (laughs) to see the man that glared at him through the gate, all of a sudden come leading the finest of the king's Uh, Calvary. This is the man. 
It's a phenomenal story. It is. Phenomenal. It is. We see this, one more example of this. There's numerous in Scripture, but let's give this one more example. And, and it's really a fascinating one with the story of Moses being born an Israelite. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, the authenticity of his identity. Mordecai had it. Israel has had it. Moses, born to Hebrews, Hebrew parents, Mm -hmm. raised in an Egyptian palace. So born in one world, raised in another world, the tension of of duplicate identities. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. The the classic uh, indoctrination of Moses as a child, you are not an Egyptian, but raised in an Egyptian palace where undoubtedly he probably heard them them Hebrews, right? Exactly. And he's living with a foot in both worlds, born in one, raised in another. Mm -hmm. And I really, I really want, um, I want to uh, hopefully give someone some faith here right now. Mm -hmm. Exodus chapter two and verse nine. Two verse nine says this, and Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Uh take this child away and nurse it for me. And I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter. And he became her son. Moses, who was not called Moses at that point, just baby, mm-hmm. was brought to Pharaoh's daughter. Okay? This is after he's been nursed. Mm-hmm. And he became her son. And she called his name Moses. Pharaoh's daughter called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him out of the water. This is why I am calling him this. That's right. This is a Hebrew child born in slavery, Mm. named by an Egyptian daughter, Mm -hmm. but named something that absolutely aligns with the God-given purpose and identity of the man. Yeah. Go ahead and try to line all that up. Egypt, and this is where I want to increase faith. If there's a single mom or a single dad listening to me right now, or you have you have children who are being influenced by Egyptian influences, you need to hear me right now. Children that are born with a God-given purpose, even Egypt won't mislabel them. When Egypt calls them something, it still will be in alignment Mm -hmm. with the will and purpose of God for that child's life. Mm -hmm. Is that not amazing? Sure is. An Egyptian called Moses, Moses. Because she drew him out of the water. What was the purpose of Moses? Mm -hmm. He was going to draw the people of God through the Red Sea. They would be delivered by being drawn out of the water. That was the purpose Mm -hmm. of God for Moses' life. And yet I think I have to establish my own identity. I have to take it into my hands. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Wow. 
Hey, let's press pause just for a second. So it's time for our 300th episode giveaway. So by now you're seeing it on social media. If you haven't, and you haven't looked us up on social media, hello. What are you doing? <laughs> hello. <laughs> so one of our listeners who we met on the podcast, Salvador Morena, um, look him That's up. not right. Morena? Is he pronouncing that right? <laughs> I don't know. Now you got me wondering. Oh, Salvador go. Morena. Morano. 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 Hey, this is just the more times we say his name. Morano. The more publicity. The oh, more publicity yeah. he gets. Fish, look him up. Official Salvador. Morano. Morano. Yes. Okay. Uh, he reached out to us. Super cool guy. Makes incredible custom leather. Oh, yeah. Journal jackets. If that's what he calls them, he should. If he doesn't. Um, he makes leather work. Uh, very, very cool stuff. Sweet. Custom leather stuff. It's all custom. Yeah. So if Monogrammed. You have, yeah. If you have something that you want a leather jacket for, uh, maybe he'll do a leather jacket for you. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Custom colors, custom lettering. Um, it's top-notch stuff. And he reached out to us, all that to say. He noticed that we were coming up on our 300th episode, and he said, hey, I would like to make you guys a journal jacket. That's one of a kind. It's a single issue, custom made. Oh, There's so only cool. one of them. And uh, they look. it looks incredible. He sent us some photos of it. And like I said, look us up on social media. So here's how you can win this one of a kind journal. If you are on Facebook, you need to share the post and tag a friend. That's it. Very simple. That gets your name in the hat. If you are on Twitter, you need to retweet the post and tag one of your friends. If you are on Instagram, listen carefully. You need to share the post to your story. Tag us and a friend. And that gets you in on the 300th. Yes, you got to tag us. Yeah, and that 300th episode, one of a kind journal jacket. So so can I get my name in more than once? You cannot get your name in, period. I'm asking uh, for a friend. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely. If you sh Well, if the you Jacob was coming alive there, wasn't it? <laughs> How can I get this jacket? If you look us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you share all three of them, then that's three entries, nice. definitely. Oh, yeah. So uh, get on with it. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot to Salvador for doing that and look him up. Um, Absolutely. Uh, phenomenal products there. You can purchase them from him too, but yep. this, this here right. is like... Why would you buy it when you can get it for free? Yeah. Or just, just go buy one and then get one for free. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. 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 So. One for each hand. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever wondered, have you ever wondered where the idea came from for Moses's mama to put him in an ark and put him in the river? Have you ever? Mm. Where, where'd that come from? Was that a normal thing that was done? <laughs> All that's rooted in the fact that the pharaoh of that day had said, these folks are, like, growing. That's right. And the more, he, he, more. He, 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 he failed to see the connection, <laughs> but the more that we afflict them, the more they grow. Mm -hmm. And so he said, I, I, want, I, I want to have a meeting with all the Hebrew midwives, brings them in, says, now I want you to kill them all. Like, that's just a very small request. Nothing like the first example 
of gender identity-based genocide. Brutal. Brutal. Like, yeah. really? That spirit's been around for a long time, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, sure has. Yeah. So identity-based selection. We want the boys to be killed. The Hebrew midwives said, we can't do it. We fear God. It's impossible. And so Pharaoh then comes back and says, then if you're not going to do that, we once we see that they are... Um, that they're born, we're going to throw them to the river. To the river. The, the beasts of the river mm-hmm. will consume them if the water doesn't get them first. It's an impossibility for them to survive this moment. Mm-hmm. Okay? Something was was went, went off in, in Moses's mama's heart that that was a little beyond just a normal motherly instinct of saying ah i can't throw my baby to the river mm-hmm. bible says that moses mom saw that he was a proper child mm-hmm. so here's another level of identity that has to come in we're not just apostolic but what is your child after they're apostolic what are you after you are apostolic? What is the identity of which God has called? What are you supposed to fulfill? Hmm. She picked up Moses is special. I, I'm not sure she knew that Moses was the deliverer at the time, but she knew there's something special about this boy. And so after three months of trying to keep him from, from uh, disclosing his whereabouts she knew we're getting to an impasse Mm. she starts constructing an ark of bulrushes and she's weaving that together with a heavy heart going man all i'm trying to do is to up the chances of his ability to survive the river yep because if it's if it's if it's child versus river the river wins every, every time. time. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The nature of the river, the beasts in the river, the, it's child versus river, child loses every time. So I am going to try to increase the chances of this child surviving. Why? Because I see something special in that child. Mm. Not just an Israelite. There's something special about him. Mm-hmm. She then takes it to a strategic move, which is, let's put him in the river now, in this, in this little fashioned box. And you can't help but wonder if she didn't go all the way back to Israel's history, all the way back through human history to the ark that Noah built. But it, that's, that's just an interesting little sideline. Yep. She constructs that ark, and she says now to her daughter, please take him, put him in the river above where Pharaoh's daughter is going to be bathing, and that little basket begins to float down. I'm trying to increase the chances of his survival. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that when that lady mm-hmm. heard heard the cry, the cry. Of Moses, 
as an infant, there was something about the cry of Moses mm. that resonated with that Egyptian handmaiden. And she said, go get him, bring him. That's one of the Hebrew boys. Okay? So we already read the story about how Moses' mom takes him and nurses him. You know there was a lot of one-on-one bonding time. You're not an Egyptian. You're not. You're not. There's something special about you. You're not. You're not. Takes him back. We've already referenced this. He is named by Pharaoh's daughter. But this is the point I want you to see. Even in his infancy, God was using him Hmm. and was using his mouth. It was his mouth that got him drawn out of the water. Yeah, that's right. She heard it. That's right. And I understand that we can sit here and have the discussion. Maybe it was the ark. Maybe it was this. Maybe it was that. All of the things played into it, but it was the cry of Moses Mm -hmm. that attracted her to everything else that she had done, that, that Moses' mom had done. Let me just throw this in, in here right now. If you're, if you're wondering, is it worth it for me to try to monitor my children's access to technology? And I'm weary with all of the social media. And I'm just, it seems like I'm saying no all the time, all the time, all the time. Is it worth it? I'm here to tell you it's worth it. You keep weaving the basket because you're trying to increase that child's chance of overcoming the river. I just seem like I'm saying no to my kid all the time, all the time, all the time. Do you see something special in them besides just the fact that they are an apostolic? Mm. Is there something worthwhile in them that that it, that it's worth? I'm going to try this. I don't know if it's going to work, but boy, if I could just up his chances of beating the river, it'd be worth it. Okay? His mouth at that moment coupled with everything that his mama had done for him, got him out of the water. And this is where the discussion, and we're going to have to, we're going to, have to fly through this piece of it right now, but it really comes down to even methods that we use. Because we can look at Moses' lifestyle, mm-hmm. Moses, the history of, that Moses has, and we can see that Moses' preferred method was really to get physical. Yeah. Used his hands. Right? Yes, he did. That was his go-to. Yep. When he looks out and sees a couple of his brethren being beaten mm. by some Egyptian slave masters, what did he do? He does not talk to them. He did not go out and talk to them. <laughs> right? Yeah. He went out and took matters into his own hands. Mm. and He had to bury the problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Because his natural instinct was to be physical. Right. Mm-hmm. When God had already set up the preferred method for deliverance to be with his mouth. That's right. I don't believe that that's just a small factor. His mouth got him out of the water, and it was his mouth that was going to bring the children of Israel out. So he goes to the wilderness for 40 years. He's at the burning bush, and God says, I want you to go back. Yeah. Right? And what do I want? What are you going to use to bring them out? Uh, speak to the <sighs> right. This is a. This is just. This is just. Let me throw this out for your consideration today. Not making a doctrine out of this at all, but I highly doubt we'd have even heard Aaron's name mentioned if God would have said Moses, I want you to go back and lead an insurrection. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> walk in. 
right? Clean house. Yeah. Like, go, go, I mean, go physical. Yeah. But when God said, I want you to use your mouth, mm. there was something about that that he goes, uh, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, this is not my comfort zone. Yeah, I don't like that identity. My, are we ready for this? My natural man yeah. doesn't want to use that method. Yeah, but this is what I've called you to use. Yeah. This is who you are. Yeah, but I'm more comfortable with the rod. Okay, throw it down. <laughs> Let's see, right? So go talk to, to Pharaoh. Go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Use your mouth. This is going to be the method that I am identifying you with as the deliverer. Speak and bring them out. Boy, it's quiet, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. If you're driving down the road listening to this, beating your steering wheel. Uh... You don't suppose. I know that our audience is sharp. They're already there. They're already there. But the first time they needed water in that wilderness, mm. God allowed him to use his natural bend yep. to get it done. Smite the rock. And water came out. But the next time, he said, now, okay, there's, there's a better way. Let's go to the preferred method that, that I really want this to identify you as mm -hmm. speak to the rock and he reverts back to that that carnal identity that well this is how i prefer to deal with problems this is how i prefer to, to cope with man don't we frustration all, do not we all have a preferred method do and it identifies us <laughs> right Woof. it identifies us yep and how many times does god's preferred method stand in diametric opposition to how we would naturally deal with the situation. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right? You are Moses, and you're to draw these people out with your mouth. Mm. With your mouth. And it is, it is this man named Moses that because he struggled with was limited, again, referring back to what Pastor James Townley talked about a few yep. weeks ago. Yeah. He couldn't take him in. Hmm. He couldn't take him in. So, I, I just want to say, and we've referred to this before, but, uh, and I don't want to go all mushy on you guys, so I won't. Well, that's good. Thank you. But a venue like this doesn't need three hosts. Mm, that's right. Right? Yeah, clearly. Yep. <laughs> we, 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 this, this works because we have a co-host yeah. and we have a producer. Yeah, we have identities. We have identities and everybody plays their role. <laughs> yes. And that's why it works. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And if we're not careful, we tend to glamorize some identities over others. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you, using this platform as an example, Mm -hmm. Okay? 100%. I can sit here with something that I feel like, boy, this might help people. Mm. And so that's my identity. That's the role that I play. Let's bring some material to the table. 
But if you're not over there pushing the right buttons, mm-hmm. like he's not right now, because I bet you I'm not, you guys aren't on the screen, probably just me right now. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's yeah. zoomed in on you. Oh, uh, he just fixed. I saw that. Uh, if he's not over there doing his job, mm-hmm. and you're not capturing the audio, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's not uploaded, I don't do that. Yeah, that's right. Right? Everybody working. Do you know how many parts have to work in a church? Bro. To make a church function? Yeah. 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 Drive in here an hour and a half before church and look at the vehicles in the yard. Look at how many people are here to make sure the doors are unlocked. You may seem in your own prioritization of what an identity really is, you may say, well, I'm just a gatekeeper. And you may go all Mordecai on it. And and Haman may walk right past you and go, what a nothing burger. I mean, he, this guy's just nothing. I'm headed straight for the platform. Yeah. Where can I sit? But the reality is, is the is the is the guy holding the door. David said, which I know he wasn't talking about ushers, but I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I just want everybody that's listening to this, everybody that's listening everybody. to this. Everybody. To know mm-hmm. what you're doing, if it's what God's called you to do, it is not insignificant. That's right. right. For you, it is the most important thing in the world to do because it's who he created you to be. That's if right. you're a mom at home and you're frustrated and you feel like, am I making any difference at all? Some of my contemporaries, they don't have kids. They're out with careers. They're this, they're that, the other. Mm-hmm. Am, am, am I just spinning my wheels here or am I making a difference? You are fulfilling what God called you to be. Do it to the best of your ability. You be you. That's right. You be you.